Movie Queers, where personal stories are embedded in film history. Welcome everybody to this second season of Movie Queers. My name is Mateo Sancho Cardiel and we are back with new movies and new queer stories. It's been a while since our last episode when we discussed Remember About All About Eve with Paolo, but we are kicking off this new season not with a movie, but with a very famous actress that doesn't need further introduction. Let's start at the very beginning, a very good place to start. When you read, you begin with A, B, C. When you sing, you begin with Do, Re, Mi. Do, Re, Mi. Do, Re, Mi. Julie Andrews, the living legend, was born on October 1st, 1935. So, first of all, happy birthday, Miss Andrews. She made a groundbreaking entrance in Hollywood with two massive hits in a row in the 60s, Mary Poppins, 1964, and The Sound of Music, the year later. She was playing two very different kind of nannies. The first one was magic and gave her an Oscar. As I expected, Mary Poppins, practically perfect in every way. The second one was a nun and cemented the legend. It would be hard for her to keep that level of impact in the audiences, but let's say that almost every 20 years she comes back with a hit. She surprised the world in the 80s with an early approach to gender fluidity in Victor Victoria. She would start the 21st century as the Queen of Genovia in The Princess Diaries. And very recently, in 2020, we heard her voice again as the narrator of the highly successful Netflix series Bridgerton. Dearest reader, a question. Is anything more exhilarating than taking a gamble? For it is often the highest risk that carries the greatest reward. But above all, Julie Andrews has earned the hearts of millions of kids, generation after generation. And our guest today, Hollis, was lucky enough to be one of the first ones. I was six in, in 1966, or 1965, six, and those were the two big Julie Andrew movies, um, Sound of Music and Mary Poppins. And I, you know, I was just infatuated with her. I just thought she was so beautiful and I loved her voice. And, you know, I guess that was one of my first crushes. And I didn't recognize it like that, but I just knew I, I loved her. My heart wants to beat like the wings of the birds that rise from the lake to the trees. My heart wants to sigh like a chime that flies. From a church on a breeze. I grew up in Champaign, Illinois, and you know we it was, the, the multiplexes weren't even there yet. It was sing, singular screens, and it was a thing to go to the you know back then it was a thing to go to the movie. So you know I knew when Julie Andrews movies were out, and we always did the James Bond movies. We always did the John Wayne movies. Had a great bunch of series of John Wayne movies then. So yeah, it was an event. It was a family thing. Yeah, absolutely. So I went with my family. I got two older brothers. I can't I don't remember if they went to Mary Poppins. They might not have cuz they would have been like 12 or 13 that might not have been a thing that they did, but I certainly went and one of my parents went. And I I feel like though the family went to Sound of Music. I feel like we all went to Sound of Music. You wait, little girl, on an empty stage for fate to turn the light on. At that point also I was 
a couple years later, totally keyed into Dionne Warwick. I don't know if you're familiar with Dionne Warwick, but I recently realized, you know, as a as a little girl, I was crushing on a lot of women, you know, like Julie Andrews and Dionne Warwick and Petula Clark and Emma Peel in The Avengers. My God. Oh, my God. So I was like, wow, how did I not come out at six? Like, how was I not just like, hey, I'm loving these women, Mom. Like, what's up with that? So, and the Sergio Mendez and Brazil 66 girls, holy cow. I'd like to stay and taste my first champagne. Yes? No. I remember when I was in graduate school, also in Champaign, Illinois, and um, the whatever, there was a big uh, hall, a big auditorium that played Sound of Music, and it was packed. I mean, this was hundreds of people in there, and we got to sing along. You know, it was a sing-along Sound of Music, and I was having a great time. You know, I don't think that, that, it's, it's a great movie. And it's timeless, and Julie Andrews is timeless as far as I'm concerned. I guess she was kind of that character in both of those movies, wasn't she? She bucked the system a little bit, pushed the boundaries a little bit. Mary Poppins, what is the meaning of this outrage? I beg your pardon? Will you be good enough to explain all this? First of all, I would like to make one thing quite clear. Yes? I never explain anything. Yeah, that's funny. And then there was that whole nun twist, Mm -hmm. right, where she was a nun, but then she... Didn't do none things. Mm-hmm. But also both characters were, were taking care of children in a way, right? So that must have been right. That must have looked good to me. Made sure she took care of her people, though. Made sure her people were taken care of, right? You know, that that sound of music was a very intense, was more intense, right? More serious. And the Nazis and running from the Nazis. And I'm Jewish and that also resonated, I think, even even early on, even though I didn't know all of the, all the history. I have just come from the house of Captain Von Trapp. Incidentally, the only one in the neighborhood not flying the flag of the Third Reich since the Anschluss, but we have dealt with that situation. You know, I was in Jewish camp for many years, and and every summer we, I was, um, so I was a, on staff and then unit head, which, anyway, every summer there was pay night, and the unit heads would put on a show for the for the staff and then they give them their paychecks. And so, and we would do a takeoff on some, anyway, we, we must, have, we must have done a takeoff on Sound of Music. And so there was a rat, there was, you know, we had a bunch of rabbis around and one rabbi's last name was Edelheit and we did Sound of Music. And so we did this whole Edelweiss song, started with, his, you know, Edelheit and then we named all the rabbis Edelheit, Rosenberg, da, da, you know, did this whole thing. So it, la- <laughs> it lasted that way into my 20s, I guess. Reform in the reform tradition, and you know, great friends and intense and fun, and you know, just a, a lot of intellectual and physical work at the same time, and it was it was a great experience for me for a while, and so I kind of learned a lot of organizational processes, you know, and I mean, it was kind I was kind of in management. I am sixteen, going on seventeen. I know that I'm naive. 
fellows I meet may tell me I'm sweet and willingly I believe. I just got my master's degree and figured I'd, in, in organizational communication, figured I'd go do some consulting or whatever in Chicago. And faculty were like, you should stay and get your Ph.D. And it looked, frankly, like a pretty good life to me, what they were doing. And so I I did that. And I I mean, I, I do... I like the freedom that I have in teaching, and I like the the students just kind of fresh and kind of open for the most part, and so. And every task you undertake becomes a piece of cake, a lark, a spree. It's very clear to see that a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down the medicine go down medicine go down just a spoonful of when sugar. i got this job or when i got the an interview i had to look on the map to see where nebraska was and i was stunned to see that it was just like illinois iowa nebraska i was like and it's right across the border from omaha's right across the border uh, from Iowa. I found a niche while I was there. You know, I found a niche. I found a nice Jewish community. And then, the, you know, I mean, I basically was hanging out with Jews and queers and academics, you know, so it was, I was in a nice little pocket. When the dog bites, when the bee stings, when I'm feeling sad, I simply remember my favorite <laughs> things, and then I don't feel so bad. But outside of that, it was very, very conservative, very conservative. And so that it was, a, you know, a little uncomfortable. I did a lot of bike riding at that point, cycling. And, you know, we'd pedal, we'd get outside of Omaha, and it was a, a, just very different, you know, very different, a little very rural and scary <laughs> to me. It, was, it didn't feel comfortable. So, And I was there for many years, and then they, they came up with this horrible anti-gay amendment, like the worst one in the country in 2000. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, I mean, the gay community, the queer community, we, we weren't particularly political. Most of us weren't. We, you know, and then all of a sudden we were like, geez, what is this about? We were getting attacked. You know, like they didn't want any gay people to have any re- legal relationship with each other. So we fought it. And then I was just like, uh, I can't deal with Omaha anymore. I was like the only Jew in the queer community and the only lesbian in the Jewish community. And it was like, long story short, I came to New York. This is just too weird for me here. And it feels horrible. So. I teach communication, so I, I haven't played that. I play, I play 12 Angry Men, you oh. know, 12 Angry Men and, and sometimes um, Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross because of the, um, well, 12 Angry Men because of the decision-making. I teach small group decision-making, which is where I'm going a little bit. And then Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, just the verbal aggressiveness there. It's just, and the hyper-masculinity and the way they talk to each other. So that's, that's a relevant lesson for, for some of my classes. It's interesting, too, because 
I teach, um, I have taught mass media, and I, I, when I teach communication theory, which I teach now, we have a mass media section. And it's hard to explain to the students what the media universe was like back then. I mean, you know, like Wizard of Oz. Once a year, Wizard of Oz was on, and that's the only time. It was on one night, once a year, and that was the only time you could see it. And, I, you know, I remember it, it was like the seasons, you know, it's like that. And, and um, the Miss America pageant was a thing, you know, that came on once a year. And I remember asking my mother, you know, is Wizard of Oz coming on soon? <laughs> you know, and she'd say, no, not, not for a couple months. I think it was in the fall every year, you know, and it's, it's just it was such an event, too. You know, I was so excited to be a sight for weeks that Wizard of Oz was coming on. About 20 years ago, way down in New Orleans, a group of fellas found a new kind of music. And they decided to call it jazz. Victor, Victoria, that was a, that was a twist. Right. Does though I gotta say I kind of never believed her as a butch. You know, I never believed that masculine part. It just didn't. I watched that movie and thought that just isn't ringing true to me. You know, I appreciated it, but I just didn't. It didn't resonate for me. I don't know. Your problem, Mr. Marchand, is that you're preoccupied with stereotypes. I think it's as simple as you're one kind of man, I'm another. Or, or it's stereotyped, or it's just like so unrealistic. It's clearly for the males mm-hmm. to watch two hot women, you know, be in bed together. It's like that's kind of. Did you see Bound? No. Oh, great lesbian movie, oh. and it's thriller. It's kind of a psychological thriller, and and it's a mob movie, and it's about um, this mobster's girlfriend. Who falls in love with a woman who's real butchy and I, um, really erotic, mm-hmm. you know, and and also this thriller thing. So you're just on the edge of your seat. Mm-hmm. It's a great lesbian movie. Thank you so much, Hollis, for sharing your wonderful story and even recommending us another movie for potential future episodes. What a great way to start the season. We are looking forward also to receiving proposals on your end. So please remember that we are open to suggestions in our Instagram account, Movie Queers, and through my personal email, mateo.sancho at gmail.com. Thank you also, dear listeners, for being with us again. And we will be back soon with more movies and more stories. Till next time and cut. Cut.